begin Parashat Ekev. Ekev is a beautiful parasha which is part of Moshe's second speech. Now, before we begin the parasha, we have to go and see what we said last time. Yes. As we always do. So let's go from Perek Zayin. Ki eviyacha ad Perek Zayin, Parashat Va'etchanan, Pasuk Aleph of the seventh chapter. Ki eviyacha adonai lewecha la'aretz ha'sheratav ha'sham al-rishtah v'nashal goim rabim panecha achiti v'hagirgashi v'hayamori v'hakenani v'hapirizi v'hachivi v'hayavusi shiv'a goim rabim v'atsumi yameka. When God brings you to the land that you are coming there in order to take over and he gets rid of the goyim from before you, these seven nations that are stronger than you. And God will give them to you and you will strike them. You should surely destroy them. Do not establish a covenant with them and do not deal kindly with them. Do not marry into them. Your daughter you should not give to the son. And the daughter you should not take for your son. Because he will, meaning the nation will, uh, get, will, will uh, cause your son to stray from before me and they will serve other gods. And God will get angry at them and he will destroy you quickly. By the way, this is the source for why Judaism follows the mother. What's the source? If you could figure it out. Because your daughter's... Oh, because the father's... The because the, the, the father... Turns them into a different... Uh, meaning, Yasir et bincha. Your son will be the one to return. get straight return. off of Judaism. Yani, meaning Easier. that it's the woman who will cause the man to stop being Jewish. That means that the religion follows a woman, not the, not the man. Does that make sense? Here, I'll, I'll read it for you. The Talmud explains this to me. The grandson, since the Torah on this interpretation, calls the child of an Israelite mother and Gentile father, the son of an Israelite grandfather, it was deduced, therefore, that the child is to be regarded as being of the same race as the... Oh, you know, they actually learn it differently. Yes. I, 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 uh, I think that the mother is so strong that she will keep the, the son. No, they're, what they're saying is, is, since the Torah on this interpretation calls the child of an Israelite mother... And Gentile father, the son of an Israelite grandfather, it was deduced, therefore, that the child is regarded as being of the same race as the mother, as the same faith as the mother. Oh, okay, I see what's going on. Um, I actually don't see how they, they, they learned it out. But, uh, my, my way was easier. Yes. No? It wasn't, it, always, it wasn't always the case where it followed the mother. I think it's already in the time. The translation in English. Should I read it in English? Sure. Uh, For he will turn away thy son from following me, that they may serve other gods. So will the anger of the Lord be kindled against you, and he will destroy thee quickly. He will. There's no mention of mother. He will. The man will. No, it's at bincha, meaning it's saying, do not give your son and do not give your daughter. Right? And then it goes back and says, because your son will be taken away from Judaism. Why not the daughter? Because the son is, a, we have a positive tendency. So I, I, I thought, I also thought. Also sexually, everything. No, we may, have a, yeah, that, that's a peshat. Sorry, the, the, that's peshat the, that's the, the, focus, the peshat is that the focus is on the, and on, is on the male. The woman has the more male, control of herself. That's a good point. That's actually a very nice point. But, the, but the, what I was trying to say, the, I know from this pasuk, the, the, it's, it's the source for where we know Judaism goes from the mother. 
So the way I was trying to prove it was because if it's saying that your son will then be taken away from Judaism, what does that tell you? That if, if the son the is married to another daughter, then the kids are not Jewish anymore. But they said it's actually referring to the grandson. And then, Ki asir et how is that explained? You see it when, with the Moabites that what happened. So it was the men that they were going to say. Oh, do you know how they're doing it? Do you know how they're doing it? By they're saying, saying that is defining that because the son is straight from the daughter, so his children are not Jewish automatically. Uh huh. But by not saying the son, it's like your your idea, right? It's 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 what it's what I'm saying, but it's not right. It's not right. The Gemara says it differently. Here, sorry, this is an interesting point, so we want to get to the bottom of it. Um. Ah, okay. So the, the focus on the fact that it's called Bincha. Ki yasir et bincha me'acharai. Who is being masir? Who is causing the child to stray? It's said in the male form. It's he will cause the, file, the, the son to stray. Yeah, he said he. That's what I was, I which, was means, which means that if you have a grandson in which the father of your grandson is a goy, he, will, he is still your grandson. Meaning... That if your daughter is married to a goy, then the son is still your grandson, meaning he's still Jewish. That's how the Gemara is learning it. Does it make sense? Yeah, yeah because the mother is the one who teaches the, 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 the because child. The, but that's the proof halakhically that, that Judaism goes after the mother. That if a mother, that if a woman is married to a goy, that all the children are 100% Jewish. Yeah, the, the proof is, is that even when the mother is married to a goy, and the goy causes the kid to stray. He's still your grandson, meaning because he's still Jewish. So that's the idea. That's how they learned it from the pasuk. So I learned it differently. Okay, so I, I learned it wrong. But but my interpretation also seems to make a lot of sense. Is that kiasirat bin chamei is that the nations will cause your son to stray from before me. Why not your daughter? Because your daughter still remains Jewish. The kids, Yani. Okay, whatever it is. But we, now we understand what how the gemara proves it. Kimkot matzevotam. You should do the following to them: destroy their their uh, their altars and their be- and their platforms and their trees. And meaning their avodazara trees. Yes. You're not actually not allowed to destroy trees for no reason. Fruit bearing trees. You can't destroy for no reason. And all of their idols you should burn in a fire. Because you are a holy nation before God. God has chosen you to be a special nation, a chosen nation. From all the nations that are on the earth. And it wasn't because of your the fact that you were many, many that God desired you to choose you. Because you're less than all the nations. Rather because of his love for you And because of Keeping the covenant That he had with your forefathers Which we always said Is is, is the backstop It's the backstop To our being able to maintain He took you out with a strong hand And he redeemed you from The house of bondage From the house of Paro you should know that God is God, Hashem is God, He is the truthful God, He keeps the, he keeps the uh, faith and the, 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 and the kindness to the ones who love Him and the ones who keep His mitzvot for a thousand generations. It's a beautiful, beautiful pasuk. The, the, yes. the ones who follow His ways, they'll be given beracha for a thousand generations. But the ones who are Hate, hatred, hate, hateful of him. 
he will destroy them in their face, or the ones who are hateful to him, into his face, he will destroy them. Lo yachel el panav yishalem lo. He will not be, uh, he, he will not take his time, he will punish them right in, right the, in their lifetime. Exactly. And the laws and the statutes that I am commanding you to do them. So what's going on in this segment? So as we said, these parts in Dibarim, they're a little bit harder to classify as a, by, by, topic, by topic. They're very hard to classify topically. And the reason is because it's a speech. And the speech maintains its organic form. Mm-hmm. So the same way a good speaker he flows from ideas to ideas based on... Kind of like, for example, sometimes you have very structured speeches in which the person knows exactly what he's going to say, and he says part one, part two, part three. But other speakers, and I think this is typically a more enjoyable speaker to listen to, it's there's a more orga- organic flow of ideas. So it's hard to very it's classify Devarim because for that reason, but let's at least try to follow where Moshe's mind is taking him. Okay, so in this previous part, we just read, what was the focus of it? You were maintaining of it's your, your religion. Maintain your religion... But I think maybe you could say it's in the negative form, meaning if you don't 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 uh, stray from from keeping the mitzvot. Meaning when you go into the land, make sure you have no connection to the goyim. Make sure your kids are not marrying their kids because they're going to take you away from the mitzvot. Meaning, so the focus is on trying to avoid going towards Abodazara. Meaning it's on the negative side. Trying to avoid going towards Abodazara. Now let's turn to Parashat Ekev, which is a, a continuation of, of the speech, obviously. Okay? And it says, now I, it seems like it's going towards the positive. Meaning, in the previous parasha, we said, don't connect with them because you're going to go towards Abodazara. Now, once you could avoid that problem of going towards Abodazara, now what happens if we now keep, not only do we not do Abodazara, but we also keep the mitzvot. Then we're at exactly. Uh, so that, that's where the speech. That's where the speech exactly. That's where the speech seems to be going. So So when you keep them in the positive way, when when you as a result of you keeping the mitzvot and you keep them, then God will keep for you the covenant and the kindness that He promised your forefathers. And He will love you. He'll bless you and He'll make you many. He will bless the fruit of your stomach and the fruit of your land. Your grain, your wine and your oil. Shigar means, Aleph, uh, by the way, is like an ox. Okay? So Shigar means to send away. Shagar in Aramaic means to send away. So what would it mean, the sending away of an ox? It is whenever the mother gives birth, it's like she's sending the kid out of her, right? So it's it's the the what comes. That's like the the, the language behind it. Shagar alafecha is what the ox send forth from their body. So the the, the babies of your oxen, ashterot sonecha, and the quality sheep al on the land that Hashem has promised your forefathers to give you. You'll be blessed from all the nations. Neither amongst you or your animals will you have infertility. infertility. God will take away all sickness from you. And all of the sicknesses of Mitzrayim, the bad ones that you, you, you witnessed, He will not put upon you. And He will put them on all of your enemies. By the way, I'm just thinking, the Madve Mitzrayim Haraim, the sicknesses of Egypt. What were the specific sicknesses it's referring to? 
So it's probably referring to the makot, right? The makot that were the plagues, that are sicknesses. But I, I, I'm just thinking of this right now. You could tell me if you think it's a, it's a good idea. You know what happens in, in societies where they're very, very uh, sexually promiscuous? Yes. They have a lot more diseases. Yes, sure. You know, all these STDs and things like that. So maybe what the, when the Jews were in Egypt, they had seen a lot of sickness that was coming from the promiscuity of the people. And it's saying, if you keep my mitzvot, all of the sicknesses that you had in Egypt will not apply to you. Why? Because when you're, when you're more, yes. when you keep a better standard of cleanliness and of holiness and, you don't, uh, and you're not sexually promiscuous, of course, there's, it's a, it brings more health. So maybe that's also a, a side idea. But the pshat is, I think, that it's referring to the madve mitzrayim, is referring to the makot. plagues. Yeah, the makot. See, now we go back to like the previous speech. You will, you will eat all the enemies that Hashem has given you. Do not have any mercy on them and do not serve their gods because they will be a stumbling block for you. So again, you see the organic nature of the speech where even though he switched now to the positive, again, reminds, to the keeping his son, now he's going back in your minds. It's, it's very similar to a good orator, a good speaker. The way they'll jump, they'll go to the next topic, but then they'll reference back shortly just to keep, to remind you know, them. to remind. It, it's, it's uh, you know, that's how I, I truly believe that's how you should be reading this, these texts to, to understand, to really get a grasp of what's going on. Okay, now we go uh, away from keeping the mitzvot towards having courage. So we got, we solved the problem of stepping away from Avodah Zarah. We're keeping the mitzvot. Now, if we step away from Avodah Zarah and we keep the mitzvot, now we're going to have to go fight still. Yes. So we're going to need <laughs> courage to fight. Now, if we keep the mitzvot, then obviously we'll be more successful and we'll be, have the right to be courageous. So now that he says, once you keep the mitzvot, he's going to tell him, now you have nothing to fear. Because as long as you're keeping the mitzvot, again, you will win. Uh, if you say in your heart, these nations are very great from me. How can I conquer them? Do not fear them. Rather, remember what God did, what God, Hashem your God did to Paro and to all of Egypt. All the, the, the great miracles that your eyes saw, the, the signs and the, and the miracles and the strong hand and the outstretched arm that God took you out with. God will do the same to those nations that you fear them. Meaning, if you're going to be scared of the nations, you think back to your past. Think of the, how God was it. able to you, you, protect, exactly, was able to protect you. And also the hornets, God will send on them until the leftovers and the ones who are hiding from you are chased out until they're destroyed. Uh, they, the, the commenter here said that the hornets, they have like actually a specific brand of hornets that would, that's very, very present in caves in Israel. That it's like one of the, like the dangerous things about going into a cave in Israel is that they have its home for a lot of hornets. So it's saying those who are hiding from you will be, meaning the ones that you have to face in war, you will defeat head on. And the ones who go and hide in no caves, do that, take care of it. Hashem, exactly. God, the hornets will take care of it. Do not fear them because God is with you. He is a strong and fearsome God. Okay? Now, it's very interesting pasuk. Very, very, very interesting pasuk where the whole tone changes. And I want to see if you could pick up on it. God will get rid of the nations from before you. 
very slowly. You will not be able to get rid of them quickly, to destroy them quickly, lest there will be too much wild animals that will come upon you. Okay, and God will give them before you and He will confuse them until they're destroyed. Interesting, Pasu. What happened all of a sudden? We went from exuberance, excitement. Don't worry. We're going to win. We're going to succeed. They will be chased out. And all of a sudden, Moshe says, but by the way, it's it's going to be a very slow process. (laughs) It's as if the whole excitement of the... It puts cold water on it. Exactly. It puts cold water on the excitement. What's going on? So I once brought this. I had a professor, which I I wasn't a big fan of. He was a very, 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 like... Like, uh, very um, academic. In my, in my opinion, too academic. Like, I think he, he was a little bit... Uh, he was too motivated to try to find a thing, to try to find faults in the Torah. So I went up to him. I, I visited him in his office, and I said, um, I found the pasuk that I want you to explain to me. So I, I said, does it make sense, A, that the leader of the Jewish people will pour cold water on his rousing, exciting speech in the middle of it? One. And two... Why would Moshe Rabbeinu, is this the kind of thing that, let's say you're going to conquer a, a, a place. Is this the kind of thing that you could even predict? Like, we will win, but we're going to win slowly. Yeah. It's, it's a very, it's very odd. You know, it's a very odd thing to put in the middle of this speech. It's very, I find it, I've always found it very odd. So I brought up to him and he, and he gave us an answer. He's like, oh, well, if the Torah wasn't written at the time, then of course he would have known. He wrote it in hindsight, whatever. So he, he gave, a, he, he gave a, into a, an academic answer, which again, wasn't, uh, he, uh, he, he wasn't non-religious, but he, he was very, he was a little bit too, too academic for my taste. But, but it's a very interesting pasuk that Moshe Rabbeinu has... Showed a little bit of weakness. He's showing not only weakness. I mean, there's a reason for it. He's saying... You're going to be a little bit weak, meaning you won't be able to destroy them, but it's for a good reason that God is going to make you weak. It's because otherwise the animals, meaning what happens if you go into the land and you conquer everyone and all the people are dead, then there's nobody there. It takes you five years to inhabit the land. In the meantime, it becomes a jungle. That, that's what the, the concern is oh, in this pasuk. There is no more... Uh... Yeah, if, they, if there's no one happen, meaning why are there no bears in Great Neck? It's because people live here. You know, there are no tigers roaming around. They're scared of us. You know, but when, when you have civilization, then, then there's less wild animals. So the, the idea behind the pasuk is, is Hashem won't let you go quickly because otherwise, if it happens quickly, then you're, you're going to have too many wild animals roaming around and it's, gonna, you're, it's not going to be inhabitable. Dangerous. It's going to be dangerous. So that's the shot of the pasuk. But I always found it, I don't know if, if uh, maybe you disagree. I just find it very interesting that, it, you know, it goes to show that the way the Torah is that it's so truthful. That very pragmatic. It's very pragmatic. It's not, you know, you would expect, let's say some uh, Phoenician uh, leader would have gone, you think he would have poured cold water on his own speech? No, no. He would have, he would Sometimes have been... Sometimes you even have to, a little bit pushy to, yeah, to make it even uh, they, they would more exactly, grandiose. We're going to destroy them and we'll sack their towns and take their women and it's take... Like for a game. And make their children... Game. Come on, you're yeah, the best. Exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, by the way, all of this thing, do not be fearful, but it's not going to be a quick process. <laughs> when you say but, it's like the whole... Exactly. Uh, yeah. So that, that's my, uh, my thing on this pasuk. And, and to this day, I, uh, this, the debate with my professor stands. But what no. was the reason of saying that? Bottom line. No, that. because it's the emet, because it's true, because this yeah, is what's going to happen. True, yes. it's, it's not going to be a quick process. We see from Sefer Yoshua, it wasn't, it wasn't I, I a quick think process. Everything should be too easy, also. 
I, you know, that's what I like. I, 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 I think that in reality, like that also in life, everything should them, like, don't take this for granted. You know, you gotta do some work for this. It's yeah. not gonna come to you yeah. like this in a silver platter. So that, that's one of the things that, that I'm obsessed with about our religion is how real it is. No perfection, there's no sugarcoating, there's no nothing. Even the Beit HaMikdash yeah, was in Let's just get to the bottom because our, our alarm is going to go off very soon. <laughs> <laughs> God will give their kings before you and you will destroy their name from, from beneath the heavens. No man will stand before you until you destroy them. The idols of their gods you will burn in a fire. Do not desire the gold and silver that's on, on the idols and take it. Because then you're going to get drawn after it. Meaning, even if you say, okay, I see this, uh, it's worth a lot of money. Let me go and sell it. No, no, no. Do not do, not do that. To because business. because the second you take it, you're going to fall for it. Last one. Don't bring these abominations into your home because then you'll be... Destroyed like it, shaketz to shaketzenu, be dis- be disgusted by it, v'taev to avenu, and hold it in in uh, in low esteem, kicherem hu, because it is forbidden. Okay, baruch adonai lulam, amen, amen, amen. Zag baruch rabbi. I heard many years ago.